All right, we are live for the Friday edition of the Mike and Mario Show. Excited to be back. What a hell of a week, but uh, it's just the beginning. And But yeah, we're almost out of the month of September, and it was a very interesting month. But uh, Mario, how you doing, my friend? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing well. It was a strange week because last Friday already, we, we saw the pound dropping, yields mm-hmm. are rising, the gilts, and uh, I knew it was going to get bad the, the next uh, Monday. Mm-hmm. And for some reason... Uh, it just felt like the weekend wasn't there. And this week, uh, I thought on Wednesday, it was like Friday. It's a, just uh, so much happening. And uh, like you said before we're talking, uh, what's happening in the UK uh, is uh, like a, an omen of what is going to happen everywhere else in the West, especially yeah. the US. Yeah. It foreshadows very well what we can expect in other developed nations, especially the U.S., because uh, we're in the same predicament. And so as of right now, uh, we'll see how long this lasts. But everyone who's tuned in, you know, welcome to the live stream. If you know, definitely feel free to throw thoughts, ideas, suggestions. But uh, what I think is the most uh, telling of what is possible for the U.S. and as well as other nations is the, the pivot. And so it looks like as of now, the Bank of England decides to do some temporary uh, stimulating again. But then once again, we've learned that once you start, you can't stop because it's inflated right. or else. But so 65 billion in what 13 day time frame, I think 5 billion per day, give or take. Now, you know, is that just enough just to hut, quiet the markets? Because there's a relative, relative calm right now. It looks like, the, you know, by the wow. reversing, it has eased some of the pressure on overall markets. But, you know, will it last long? <laughs> Superficially, you know, you look at the yields. Yeah, they're dropping. I just noticed in the last hour, the uh, 30-year gilt yield was like trying to break back through above 4%, Mm -hmm. even though it had been over 5 beginning of the week. Uh, And then like around 4 o'clock, it just dropped like a a stone. Well, that's what you call in the markets painting the tape. So yeah. the Bank of England in, went in there and bought a few billion to make it look good for the weekend. But uh, I did a video this morning about the fact that uh, the Bank of England and the gilt market, which is mm-hmm. the equivalent of U.S. Treasuries, uh, they're not out of the woods. Yeah. And this is not me saying it. It's like the major banks in the city. And why, why is that? Well, because apparently there's still a lot of uh, illiquidity in the market, like uh, the bid and offer spreads for these supposedly uh, safe uh, government bonds are really wide, yeah. which is something that you probably expect in a junk bond market or emerging market bond. So yeah, we're now not out of the woods. Uh, the uh, government today, uh, prime minister and the chancellor, with, who's the uh, equivalent of finance minister or U.S. Treasury, they're supposed to um, get together with this institution called the Office of Budget Responsibility, which was created a few years ago just to pretend that they're trying to be fiscally prudent. And they're supposed to come out with something next Friday, the government and this office, to say to tell the public and investors how they're going to cope with all the deficit spending and the tax cuts. And then later on in the day, the government said, oh, no, we're only going to talk about that on November 23rd mm-hmm. when we come out with our next budget. So the market didn't like that either. <sighs> Interesting. Now, um, so based upon what <laughs> the Bank of England has done as far as uh, reversing, 
is, is that going to be a, a, a signal for what will have to take place with the Federal Reserve? Just because we're not in a much different predicament overall. You know, rates are extremely high here. We're extremely over indebted. Now, I'm assuming our pension funds is going to have some, some of the same issues at some point in the future. Or is this a part of the plan to continue to cause great distress within the markets for you know, some unforeseen event, i.e. what's happening in Russia right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I know that you you think that there won't be any pivot, that they want to let it all collapse to bring CBDC. But I'll have to uh, take the other camp. And I think what the Bank of England did this week proves that uh, they don't want it to collapse. Uh, but <laughs> it's going to collapse anyway, I think, uh, eventually through hyperinflation. And uh, I believe the Fed will do the same as the Bank of England because these people they 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 read from the same hymn sheet. Yeah. You know, they meet every other week at the Bank for International Settlements, and uh, and we saw I think uh, the week before this week, Lagarde said that they were postponing uh, QT. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a pivot as well. Yeah, quasi pivot. Uh, yeah, so man, it's it's hard to navigate these waters, but um, we'll you know, keep moving forward. Well, uh, yeah, you say that, and I just wanted to add something. Yeah, it is hard to navigate it. And can you imagine uh, if the Bank of England hadn't come out on Wednesday to intervene? Mm-hmm. I think uh, arguably millions of uh, people who thought they had a final salary pension in the UK. And these is this is not the government pension. These are private pensions. Uh, millions of people uh, potentially would have lost all their savings. Right. So that shows people that it's more important than ever to have some kind of uh, monetary value outside the system. Yeah. And we know what that is, right, Mike? Right. Of course, it's important <laughs> of getting your weight up, man. Like taking matters yeah. in your own hand. Yeah. yeah. That- if, if people haven't realized that uh, after this week, I, I don't know what will uh, make right. it convince them. Right. I agree. So let's uh, let me. So Sarah Jassara says inflation 17 percent in September there in the Netherlands, here in the Netherlands. Damn. OK. Yeah. So whew, um, that that's. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's, that's the joke. official government number. I saw the 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 eurozone inflation came out today at 10 percent. The German came out at 10 percent. So speaking of which, let me. Uh, so I did notice. uh uh, so I do got some articles here. We got to jump into these. So Eurozone inflation at double digit record piles mm. pressure on the ECB. So just looking at this map here, man, it's uh it's pretty severe, man. This is no yeah. joke. This is no joke. So that's yeah, that's one thing we haven't touched on the ECB and the euro situation as much because that situation is definitely worsening. So uh, but yeah, it's just the beginning, man. Um, all right, let's get into some headlines. So uh, a couple articles here and then we'll open up the phone line or well, not phone lines, but uh, we'll get into some questions or whatnot, just some things that caught my attention worth bringing up. Uh, whatever you're told is not systemic. Definitely think the complete opposite. So here's just something from earlier in the week that I had, you know, I'm highlighting yeah. earlier. Well, but. you know, uh, I'll talk a little bit about that PIMCO that stands for Pacific investment management company. Uh, and the CIO is a chief investment officer and mm-hmm. PIMCO is probably the biggest bond fund in the world mm-hmm. so of course they want to talk talk uh talk down, down the fact that yeah. there's a systemic risk because it would you know a collapse of the guilt market would uh end treasury and 
I think if the gilt market had collapsed, mm -hmm. if the Bank of England hadn't intervened, and it's not uh, over yet, but it will yeah. spill over to all the major uh, government bond markets, and it's going to be disastrous, I, I think. But the flip side, if like the Bank of England ha has pivoted temporarily, uh, I don't think they can do it. But when the Treasury uh, or the, the Fed pivots and other central banks pivot, mm -hmm. Yes, it will keep uh, bond prices high, but the currency is going to become like toilet paper. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was, I was watching other commentators talking about like, you know, this week could have been the UK's, you know, Lehman type moment where, you mm -hmm. know, if they hadn't stepped in, all hell would have broke loose. And yeah. the ripple effect would have just went throughout the world. And so literally like, you know, systemic event. Well, yeah. That's even downplaying that. <laughs> like. That's Some people a, even think that this is just the beginning. Like, I think the uh, crisis, like, you know, wait, started in like 07 with some small subprime lenders. And then you had uh, Bear Stearns in March of 08. So this could be just the beginning. Yeah. Uh, people uh, think that uh, with the Bank of England intervention, it, it's finished. But no, we could be just in the first uh, inning, innings right. of uh, this uh, game. Right. So with bank, with with the Bank of England pivoting, that was a true signal that, you know, fighting inflation is no longer something that they're really going to concern themselves with, because ultimately it's about saving the system, you know, yeah. so in the midst of a confessed recession like they have, yeah, and in, the midst, in the midst of uh, double digit inflation as well. They're printing more money. It's just crazy. Ah, yeah, it's uh, not going to fare well whatsoever. And on top of that, yeah, one of the biggest things, as you mentioned, is just the whole pension system. So here is just some articles here that I uh, want to definitely highlight uh, just to let people know what's at stake. If you think that you want to have an opportunity to receive future promises to pay. So uh, due to the situation well before now in the UK, uh, i.e. the cost of living movement, a lot of people were actually trying to opt out and withdraw from their pensions. So they've over the last year, this article talks about seeing a record amount of people deciding to uh, basically try to cash out or get as much cash as they could. And this is well before all this current fiasco that's unfolding, which I would assume more people would realize what's at stake here. And this will yeah, probably they, put more pressure might, on That system. might trigger more, even more people to right. take. Uh, because I, I think here, yeah, uh, private pensions is from, from the age of 55. Mm -hmm. You can take a quarter of it out. Uh, so I've done that. Before, you know, I'm 57. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, my wife has a private pension, but she... Uh, she just leaves it there and uh, she could take it out. But, um, you know, um, it, it doesn't look good. So it could accelerate this withdrawal from from um, from from the pension schemes. Right. And ultimately, I think it boils down to assessing the risk. Like, you know, if you really realize what's going on, which unfortunately, most people do not realize the systemic nature of what's happening here. Yeah. You know, you, you run the risk of losing everything. Or you can take the hit up front by taking that taxation penalty yeah. type of thing and, and take matters into your own hands, which, of course, requires a little bit of knowledge and skill set in and of itself. But just the risk, man, their risk are it's intensifying too greatly day by day mm. to where. Yeah. I, yeah. So like yeah. on my side, I've had a lot of family and friends like never before. Hey, Mike, you know. Just because of the volatility in the stock market, like a lot of people saying, man, I lost this and lost that. I'm like, you know, I'm like, we really haven't seen much yet. I'm like, it's just yeah. really beginning. These are well, just tremors. Yeah. I think so. the most important thing is not, I mean, the stock market is important, but I think the bond market is even more important. And the other thing 
uh, about the Bank of England intervention is not just about pensions. It's just uh, about the mortgage uh, market. Mm. Uh, mm. On Tuesday this week, uh, over a thousand mortgage deals were withdrawn from the market. Yeah. So uh, the mortgage market was seizing up as well because interest rates were so uh, volatile. So mm-hmm. we haven't heard the last of this, uh, not just in the on the pension side, but also on the housing side. And right. the UK economy is uh, heavily uh, dependent on on real estate and property. Yeah, and speaking of which, I saw an article about uh, several major banks. You know, we're, we're moving. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, pulling offers for mortgages, like you know, pre. Oh yeah, that's what I was telling you. Yeah, yeah, people yeah. who are pre who were pre-qualified uh, for, you know, mortgage, they literally pulled off, I think, 900 or something just within the last yeah, couple yeah. of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the hell I go? But no, that was, that was very shocking. You know, yeah. banks were literally saying, hey, we're not going to take that on. We're not taking that risk. We're going to pull these boys now. Well, the other thing that's uh, going on now is that there are people in their 50s and even 60s who took on these uh, long-term deals mm-hmm. uh, at very low rates in, in the next few years. They're coming up for renewal mm-hmm. and uh, they're going to get a shock because uh, and I read about this like over a month ago. The shock is going to be that interest rates are a lot higher now. And mm-hmm. if they want to renew their mortgage at age 50 or even 60, a lot of the mortgage providers won't do it because they say you're mm-hmm. too old. You're not really earning as much yeah. and they might actually end up losing their homes. So that could be a next crisis. Yeah, so here's that article. It's UK mm. lenders pull mortgages at a record rate as market cash worsens. So 935 mortgage products were pulled in Britain overnight. The financial uh, services provider MoneyFact said on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, yeah. And I think the record prior to this was in uh, March of 2020-ish when the lockdown happened. I think 400 or so mortgages were pulled. So double that. Mm. <laughs> and this well, is- uh, The other thing I wanted to say, I didn't uh, say this morning to my... Uh, viewers in florida you know i hope everyone's okay yeah well you know uh my niece lives in florida she's fine she's uh on the east coast Mm -hmm. i think she had uh no power yesterday for the whole day but they have generators yeah but uh yeah yeah i had an uncle uh, who's in naples and they were out without without power for three days he said Mm And uh, it didn't hit him as much, but like Fort Myers underwater, just as bad. Well, Fort man. Myers is bad, yeah. It is bad. All right, let's keep it. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, a couple more topics here. Um, let's get on to some of the, what else we want to talk about? Let's talk about uh, Russia Martin. and uh, yeah, we, what's happening. Uh, I think that's significant. So yeah. what happened today, you know, the, they had these uh, referenda mm-hmm. in these four regions, if you want to bring up that map. Yeah, let me. Uh, four regions in uh, eastern Ukraine, and they voted to 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 join the Russian Federation. Yeah, uh, you've got to scroll up. I think. Uh, let me see. This is. Yeah, scroll up. Go down. We go ahead and zoom out some. It's not that. Go map. down. Yeah, go down. It's not that map. It's this one here. Go. Oh, go. Yeah. Uh, zoom out. Zoom out. Yeah. Oh, zoom out. Okay, let me zoom out. No, zoom. Ah. zoom. No, no. <laughs> enlarge it. Enlarge, enlarge, enlarge. okay. Uh, so, uh, so you see, uh, you've got uh, Luhansk, Donetsk, 
yeah uh, z, z whatever <laughs> it's difficult to say and Kurson. so these four regions there they they voted to uh, in the referent in referendums to join the russian federation and they mm -hmm. were recognized today as part of russia yeah uh, of course we in the west or our leaders are saying these are sham referendums and i think uh, why is this significant well because now uh zelensky wants to join nato the mm. the, the the rest of the ukraine yeah, and uh, if he joins NATO, if Ukraine joins NATO, and uh, Zelensky tries to attack these re well, these regions now are part of Russia. Right. You know that changes the whole ball game. And, and also, you sent me that article about new sanctions as well. Mm -hmm. So it looks like they're building this uh, conflict, and we're stepping up to. Uh, Unfortunately, a major uh, world conflict, yeah. and uh, we might argue whether it's planned or not, but uh, it's keeping a lot of people uh, in fear. And, uh, you know, it's like you got to take a side here now. You got to back your president or you got to back your prime minister. And, and this comes at a time when people are really uh, not happy with the cost of living crisis, mm -hmm. with what happened, you know, with that disease mm -hmm. from 2020 so all this gives you know that there's a note saying that uh, war is the uh, health of the state so yeah. when the health of the state is in fragile yeah maybe even in russia you know there they the health of the state there is fragile so it suits both of these people and, and we uh noticed that that one of the people that were uh, sanctioned was the uh, head of the Russian Central Bank, which is yeah. interesting. Um, so, on, so this is just we didn't even touch about on the whole Nord Stream uh, sabotaging of the uh, energy pipelines, and of course, the question throughout the week was who did it, who did it, who stands to benefit the most. And of course, you know, on the Western side, it definitely is uh, plays. It makes us look very bad because we were talking about you know doing something about that pipeline well before now, and so it's like you know. Why now and for what? So more destabilization is coming. And on top of that, just to hearing the words nuclear. I've heard more articles and headlines, nuclear, 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 nuclear. I'm like, damn. Like, well, that's part of the scaring uh, the public. Yeah. And it's, 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 there's no winners in that. There's no winners in a nuclear confrontation whatsoever. But then again, like this could be that great buildup that I'm talking about on my side here, where it forces the Federal Reserve to make some adjustments and use this as a primary catalyst rather than deteriorating economic conditions that Big uh, we're facing. So, yeah, they could take the balance sheet up to 20 trillion. And it'll be well, I would say it'll probably be justifiable in a sense, just because yeah. we're in a worldwide war. Crisis. Oh, yeah. We got to sacrifice, you know, the dollar and the pound. Because we're fighting a war, it's and it's Putin's fault, you know. What I'm saying because he decided to da da da, da whatever, whatever they're gonna try well, to steal what, whatever they do and whatever you think, it, it, whether it's like a all engineered and it's like a game, uh, you have to have uh, gold and silver, I think, and uh, you know that's why I, I think, uh, yeah, we got to talk about what's happening, but you can't really uh, worry too much because I, I think they're doing this uh, by design. Right. I would agree. I would agree. All right. Let's uh, let's get to some questions. Oh, no, we can't. We can't uh, just yet. We got to talk about this. <laughs> oh, yeah. They've got new coins coming up. <laughs> so uh, they didn't waste time. I, I guess it doesn't look bad. The uh, 
the new uh, coin there with his um, profile. And, so this uh, is 50 pence. Yeah, that's like a half a dollar. We still use those. Yeah. I mean, what can you, you can't really buy that much. I mean, a can of Coke Zero, you can still get it for 65 pence. 65 so, pence. So uh, you could get two of these. You could, but I think these might be, uh, how can I say, collector's coins. Yeah, but yeah. eventually they will come out. Uh, they will change all the circulating coin, coins as well. Yeah, and and then speaking of this, uh, that tweet you sent me about uh, the new five pound coin yeah. going to be worth fifty pence. <laughs> yeah, this is a guy I, I follow, uh, Adrian Pub Landlord. Uh-huh. Yeah, he he owns a pub in the northeast of England, mm-hmm. and I follow him, and we co- <laughs> so he follows me as well. And uh, I thought that was good. He said, you know, even the mainstream media is now talking about hyperinflation, even though they didn't mention hyperinflation. <laughs> They're saying that the new five pound coin, you know, will only buy 50 P's worth. Yeah. Uh, hyperinflation. That is a, uh, that's a, that's a naughty word, man. That's a naughty word. Uh, all right, let's get to some questions. Let's take some questions or whatnot. We got a couple articles we can jump on, but I'm curious to hear whatever else is out there saying. Uh, so feel free if you guys want to uh, join the conversation, throw out some thoughts, ideas, suggestions. There's buku topics we can touch on. Yeah. But definitely want to save some time for you. Patrick, Patrick Bateman says, God save the king. <laughs> I guess we got a monarchist in the live stream. <laughs> I'm sure he's just being funny. <laughs> uh, let me see. It says, Putin is responsible. For- oh, my goodness. I'm going to leave that alone. Uh, Chris, <laughs> appreciate you, man. It says, if Russia can get their metals exchange up and running and the reprice over to $50 and go to $2,500, what effect would that have on the financial markets? Thanks. Ooh. Uh, that'd be a day of reckoning right there for the West. <laughs> well, it would be significant because a lot of the uh, bullion banks, which are the too big to fail, mm-hmm. they would be caught short. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there'd be a lot of uh, blood on the streets, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it wouldn't be good. But who knows um, if they're going to, I mean, they, they do want to open this Moscow uh, bullion exchange. It's the Moscow world standard. Yeah. And we know other countries are like India are looking to do that. And talking about India, I just wanted to say, I've seen some people talking about that the banking system in India is collapsing because they're going to have loads of holidays in October, bank holidays. But uh, I uh, here in, in England, we have a lot of like uh, little shops that Indian people run. And uh, I know one year here and I spoke to the guy there and he said, well, this is normal every October because of Diwali, Diwali, which is like Christmas for them. Um, Yeah. So I I wouldn't read too much into that. I I think one guy on on Twitter tried to say, oh, they're going to introduce cryptocurrency uh, in India. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Yeah. So, of course, you know, XRP ripple there's you know it, it, the, the popularity of that project has grown far and wide just because central banks and even a lot of commercial banks throughout europe and especially asia have admitted that they're going to use it and yada yada yada, yada. so people are thinking that 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 current project the way it is now will be the final product that they roll out at some point in the future yeah. where everybody who was early and you know loading up their bags is going to be a beneficiary of that adoption. I'm thinking like, I just, it's just, yeah, I find well, it hard. They, they, you know, the central banks could just like uh, buy it out at, uh, you know, they could just like 
take over it. And I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not too, I have had X ripple, mm -hmm. but, and I don't have any more, but I look at it. It's still like 50, 50 cents. Right. Cause I mean, I remember it being over a dollar. So what's all the, Right. I think it has everything to do with the current litigation in the in the US mm. with the SEC and stuff like that. And that's they, they're saying that's the reason why, you know, it's it hasn't really gone to the moon just yet. But just be patient, you know, load up but your bag. Why, why would you want to help finance CBDC by buying right. You're literally a stakeholder. You're a direct stakeholder. Yeah. And that's, that's why I didn't get back into it, because I learned, you know, that. Uh, and there was a guy who was uh, his name was, I think, uh, Paul Mellon. He's from the Mellon family, Gulf Oil. I think uh, his grandfather had been secretary of the Treasury, banking family. Yeah. He died some years ago, and he he had five hundred million worth of Ripple, mm -hmm. but none nobody in his family knew his a passcode or. <laughs> so it's, it. it's, they they lost all of that. So, yeah. Here's a question from Rolf. It says, "Is Liz Truce trust?" The leader to the to see the British Empire through a nuclear war with Russia. Uh, it's so. Is she? How is how has she been received? Her and the new financial minister, like given the fact they're new, but then again they're entering into a world well, of chaos. <laughs> I, I try, you know, I do follow it a little bit, but mm -hmm. uh, even within the Conservative Party, a lot of people are not happy with them. Let alone, you know, the Labour side, the other side. Yeah. But his question, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, a nuclear conf confrontation wouldn't last very long. That's right. uh, so. But she, she. I mean, I remember when she was foreign secretary, which is secretary of state, uh, before the uh, Ukraine uh, conflict kicked off. Uh, she was uh, doing a press conference with uh, Lavrov, the Russian foreign minister. Mm -hmm. And she looked like an amateur next to the guy. So she's like, um, she's, she's just a puppet, I think, really. Yeah. I, I saw some uh, little clippings. I'm not sure if they're true or not, but about her, her partnership and approval of the world by the World Economic Forum. When I saw that, I'm like, well, you know, I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever. So definitely everybody at this point is, uh, uh, com not compromised, but they've been confronted with some options. They got choices. Well, even uh, Putin has been there, hasn't he? Correct. And then also, uh, Italy. You know, we haven't touched on Italy at all with the recent um, uh, situation happening there and the new leadership there. Now, I think it's too early to tell whether or not how genuine that lady is in reference to basically pulling away from the EU, but time will tell. But what are your thoughts on that? You think that she's the real deal as far as disrupting some things, or is she another probably paid for a puppet that's gonna yeah. talk big? And I think she's there? controlled opposition. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, she talks. I, I don't know uh, if you saw that speech. It was on Twitter. It was a pretty mm -hmm. good speech. She said all the right things about uh, family. You know, yeah. uh, being a mother uh, and all that. Yeah, and, yeah, and also Italy, the nation. But at the same time, she corresponded with uh, Zelensky on Twitter and yeah. said, we're 100% we're behind you. So, yeah, that's what I think she is, controlled opposition, which is a shame. Yeah, because it got a lot of people excited. Got a lot of people believing. And it's, it's, it basically was it came at a great time as people were 
not too happy with Mario Draghi, who was a known puppet for the state. So mm-hmm. you bring this person in as a savior, as a person that's going to d- disrupt things. It's a great yeah. way to attract a lot of people. Yeah, they're just trying to keep people from uh, starting a revolution, I guess. But uh, yeah, that's why I tell people in the end of the day, uh, you just got to look after yourself, uh, get your weight up, and not mm-hmm. not de- not look for someone to come and save you. Right. You know, a, a white a knight on a white horse, so to right. speak, because that's what they want. Because they want to divide divide you as well right. with the politics. Because if you're in charge, just like they want to. Yeah. Give you just a false hope, false hope, and thinking that there's somebody within their own ranks that can, you know, uh, mm. separate themselves from the pack and go rogue and try to save you. But here's a question here from UK Financial says, "What do you uh, both think of the of this? The BIS and four countries have just finished a CBDC pilot." Uh well, yeah. I'm not surprised because that's what they're gunning for, CBDC. But I, I think a CBDC is going to be just as bad as our fiat currency. So uh, we might be able, we might be forced to use them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it give, it's another reason to have uh, stuff out outside the system, i.e., get your weight up. Right. Project Icebreaker Initiative <laughs> aimed to improve cross-border payments by reducing costs and increasing speed and transparency. So the thing yeah. is, uh, uh, electronic payments now are just really efficient. This is mm-hmm. uh, this is just a lame excuse. Right. When you use PayPal, it's like really quick or even a CHAPS uh, overseas payment. You know, it, it's in- instantaneous. Uh, so, and your debit card and credit cards, uh, everything, you know, th- this is just an excuse, uh, because CBDC is going to be, I think it was, um, Jay Powell who said recently that, uh, it's not going to be private, right? You know, they want to know there's, there will be no anonymity, but you know, when you use a, a coin, this is like a, a half crown actually from, uh, Sterling before you know no one knows you know right. I, I pay you with this it's just something that you hold right but if they bring in cbdc they'll know everything you do and they right. they will be able to program that as well they see that you bought too much uh, steak one week mm-hmm. and they'll cut you off and you'll only be able to buy bugs to eat you exceeded <laughs> your carbon credit allotment <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, eat eat z bugs <laughs> <laughs> Here's another that says Mario. If NATO dis- disintegrates, uh, would the UK and the US you, uh, still be like in World War One or World War Two, sticking together to the bet- bitter end, or would it be? Yeah, I think they would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, uh, they're, yeah, they're like uh, brothers in crime. I yeah. guess. And, and unfortunately, the UK still has a heavy influence on the overall world structure yeah. as far as what the crown still possesses. I saw a video and showing what the true wealth of the crown is and it's in the trillions because they own, they own chunks of Canada, chunks of Australia, chunks, 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 yeah. where they've downplayed and underestimated the actual you know, yeah. nominal amount. Uh, the, crown, the crown itself though is not like the, the monarchy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's different. It's not the King, King Charles that owns that. It's the crown. It's yeah. separate. But the other thing as well, someone told me uh, recently, uh, if you look at uh, 
Brits and we we have uh, Gibraltar, which is right at the Straits of Gibraltar. You know, if you control that, you control the Mediterranean. Yeah. We have an island uh, in the Indian Ocean called Diego Garcia, which is shared with the U.S. Navy. Mm-hmm. So and it's used for refueling U.S. warships. And we have the Falklands down in South America. So, yeah, yes, we are bankrupt nation and everything. We're not an empire anymore, but we have some assets that help the Americans. Yeah. yeah. And the same same language as well, I guess. That's the other thing. Same culture, similar <laughs> culture. So it says, why is Mike promoting XRP? <laughs> I'm not <laughs> promoting it. <laughs> I'm just, I, it just bothers me how... A lot of people think that XRP is the answer and a solution right. to whatever problems. Like it's going to really be beneficial for everybody. And I, I Mike, is, Mike is shilling XRP. <laughs> I own zero XRP. <laughs> I can be 100% transparent on that. Uh, what else we got? So yeah, thoughts and questions, man. What else we got going on here? Uh, so we're 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 literally last day of uh, September. Well, it October's it is it is the last day. Right. It's going to be a hell of a yeah. hell of October. And so uh, what are you projecting? What are you predicting? What do you think is, lies ahead in October? Uh, I don't know exactly, but I think it's going to get more and more uh, crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, we just had a taster this week with the UK almost meltdown of uh, the government uh, debt market and the pensions. I think it's going to get worse, unfortunately, and also geopolitically. It's just start, you know, we're today was really significant because basically Russia said, well, these four regions of Ukraine, they're not anymore. They're Mm -hmm. part of Russia now. And then you have Zelensky saying we want to be part of NATO. And I think NATO is going to allow Ukraine to come in very quickly. Yeah, very fast. Ah, Yeah, man, man, man. Uh, Jeez, that's unfortunate, man. That's unfortunate. All right. What else we got out here? It's just, it's just, man, it's just, <laughs> it's never, never a good day in this world these days, man. Stuff is, so much stuff is happening. Uh, what else we got? Any other questions? See anything out there? Or you got this queen? Uh, why didn't she live to 200? Or well, I think he's talking about the queen. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, was Billy kidnapped. <laughs> why do you think the queen died? Well, apparently it came out yesterday. The reason for her death was, they said it was old age. She was 96. I mean, mm-hmm. um, you do expect people to, <laughs> uh, most people are dead anyway, but they don't reach that age. Oh, yeah. So somebody says Economic Ninja just released a video saying U.S. bonds, China's dumping U.S. bonds. Um, yeah. So is, is it still considered pristine collateral? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, China has been unwinding yeah. uh, U.S. bonds. For the last few years, I haven't seen stories about whether they're dumping them. But uh, the thing that's worrying for China, I think, must be what's going on between Russia now and NATO and the West. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I think China is um, more allied to Russia than than to the West. So, yeah. you know, the next, uh, that Taiwan question is still out there. We haven't talked much. It's been off the radar. Yeah, but I would radar. say, yeah, the other thing that all this uh, stuff going on in Europe, Russia, it, it helps the U.S. because we're not really talking much about the U.S. Mm-hmm. because it seems like a an island of tranquility right now. Right. But um, 
Yeah, uh, maybe that that helps the dollar. I think as well the fact that they're pushing, you know, Europe not to use uh, Russian gas. If yeah. And so as of right now, with all this stuff happening around the world, you know, I've seen a couple Fed governors mention how they're going to hold course. They're not going to pivot prematurely. They're going to stay strong and stay firm. They got to really fight, you know, inflation. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll see. But something's going to break eventually. Something is going to break eventually. But we will. I see. noticed though that a lot of them only think uh, rates are going to go up to about four, four and a half percent. Yeah, and I don't think off. that. Yeah, and I don't think that's enough to bring down. You know, almost. Uh, double-digit uh, inflation. And we're seeing in Europe now that uh, uh, CPI is still double digits. And uh, we've had a bit of a pause in the last six months mm-hmm. with commodities uh, coming down. But commodities don't cause inflation. <laughs> it, it's money printing and easy credit. And we still have easy credit in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the uh, CPI probably growing more like 10 12%. Yeah. And uh, the Fed funds rate just, uh, I think, three and a quarter percent. So you can still borrow at three yeah. uh, percent while in, you know, the currency has been debased by at least 10 percent. So you're getting paid to to borrow. Yeah. And uh, let's we didn't talk about the uh, just some of the earnings that came out and how abysmal they are. And so I, I've seen a lot of people sharing. Oh, yeah. I saw different- Nike as well, wasn't it? Yeah, Nike's taking a hit. Uh, was it CarMax? <laughs> and so, uh, and that's just uh, just the beginning. So, once again, overall economic conditions are not great, man. So, uh, this consum- consumer economy is not uh, too, mm. pe- too rosy right now. Well, there's another question here from Rolf Steiner. What Did Britain have a good relationship with China in the 19th century? <laughs> no, I don't think they did. Uh that was when you had the opium wars and then uh, Britain took over Hong Kong. So uh, Liz Truss accused China of being uh, an imperial power. Well, I I think that's a little bit the pot calling the kettle black. Yeah. I I don't think China is an imperial power Mm -hmm. right now. I mean, it's growing economically and it has influence in many countries economically, but I, I haven't seen China invade any country. Right. They've just been utilizing their dollar reserves to fund and to build infrastructure, uh, which is still, still, you know, being built. And so I, know, I mm. saw that they did uh, help ease some of the debt burdens on a lot of those African nations mm. with restructuring debt and whatnot. And then again, I'm sure it comes with some strings attached. So, Oh, yeah, but uh, I uh, took a cab a few weeks ago, and the guy, the driver was a Kenyan guy. He'd been here for 20 years, Mm -hmm. and he was saying that the Chinese are in Kenya, but they're different because they want to help the Kenyan people, too, Mm -hmm. and the economy, building infrastructure. When the British were there, they did that, too, but he said if you were not British, you couldn't participate in it. That's the way that it came across. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I think the Russians as well, people forget uh, in the uh, 60s and 70s, the, they were Soviets. They helped a lot of these uh, old colonies of Europe mm-hmm. uh, in their fight for independence. So they remember that. So uh, the Chinese and the Russians are uh, well respected in Africa. Yeah. Uh, but then once again, I've seen videos where 
They're there to teach, train, provide opportunities, but ultimately they will own everything. You know what I'm saying? So like they're going to make the Kenyan people as well as all the other African nations subservient to them because they're going to be the one yeah, primary yeah. owner of the things. Well, like here, you know, uh, and in the U.S., uh, Chinese own a lot of stuff. Right. And uh, the problem with that has been the fiat currency system where, you know, the U.S. has been able to print and borrow from all over the world yeah. to buy trinkets and then uh, these people have taken their dollar reserves and bought real, real things. And um, which, uh, you know, you can blame that on the fiat currency system, because if we had a, a sound money system, uh, America wouldn't have spent as much over the last 50 years. They would have been pr still producing right. and you wouldn't have all the Chinese money or and the same things happened here in the U.K., yeah. But and it's been a bit longer because we lost the reserve currency status probably about a hundred years ago. Uh, here's a good question. Here it says, uh, where is the liquidity going to come from after the reset? <laughs> well, I, I think they'll have to, uh, it will only, it can only come from gold and silver mm -hmm. because uh, officially, like you know, officially. But then again, I think a part of the reset is that they want to be the primary. Uh, source for the people to where that's when the CBDC, like whatever might come out in the long yeah. run, if that succeeds, yeah. be, we're going to interject directly to your wallets. And yeah. that's when, you know, you'll be. I, I think the, uh, what was the question again? The, where is the. Uh, Where's the quilly going? Where's, uh, where's the well, the liquidity, uh, I think it will be a uh, liquidity will be um, created by tyranny. And what do I mean by that? It will be forced upon you. Yeah. You know, if you don't use this CBDC, you can't do anything. So people will accept it yeah, and will think that it, it, it is liquidity. But right. eventually, I don't think it will succeed. And that's why uh, when the CBDC system fails, mm -hmm. they will have to, you know, gold and silver will be the only thing left. Yeah. Uh, they, I think they'll try to stay away from gold and silver as much as possible because <laughs> uh, it... Uh, hinders their um power right the west will not the west will not suggest or try to do anything utilizing gold just like they haven't mentioned much of it as, as of now it only comes from the east and what what yeah. we watch them do as far as russia and china and all those brick nations and whatever their current even even whatever that BRICS currency that's going to come out i don't think on the surface is going to be gold based it's going to be something that will basically allow, allow those guys to interoperability with their own currencies but then under the surface you know, there might be some gold backing, but I don't really think they want to make gold that much popular, very popular either. Uh, what else we got here? What about the fact that uh, the globalists never, ever will allow people to have their own money? This will be the very much restricted. Uh, yeah. And I, that's the goal. They don't want you to have your own. They want you to be their yeah, sole property. Yeah. They want you to use the debt based uh, currencies. And uh, but uh, you can still, I, I think, uh, be your own central bank and, you know, have some some stuff outside the system. I don't yeah. think they would be ever be able to stop people from doing that. I, I know it will be difficult to spend it and stuff, but it, it keeps you, uh, it's something that you can use anywhere actually to right. barter or sometimes even exchange it for the fiat. Right. <laughs> uh, here's another one here. It says, well, why can't they just keep gold and silver down all the time? They have been able to suppose to go up during inflation. They have when it's supposed to go up during inflation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's because 
uh, when you suppress prices, you create shortages. That's simple because you keep the, the commodity under um, its uh, price of uh, you know mining or production. And, and uh, producers or miners, they won't mine because they will lose money. Mm -hmm. the, it's a little different with gold because gold uh, is uh, all the gold that's ever been mined is out there. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it, it, it takes more time, I think, to for the uh, manipulation to end because a lot of people don't want physical gold. They just want to trade the price. Right. Very true. Here we have uh, from Ole. Gur Ole, I'm not saying that correctly. In October, Norway Central Bank will sell 4.3 billion Norwegian coronas, about $80 million a day. Say hello to even higher inflation. Wow. Well, is okay. that, I guess they're uh, doing quantitative tightening. And mm -hmm. what that will do is that will uh, they're selling Norwegian bonds, I guess. Mm -hmm. and, and that will make the yields go up. And yeah, and in a credit-based uh, economy like in the West, if costs of financing goes up, you know, uh, uh, prices are going to go up because companies are going to say, "Well, we're paying a thousand dollars more a week in debt. We're going to have to raise prices to cover that." No. Whoo! Yeah, no way out, man. That we are in the midst of the end game. Uh, what else we got? Am I whatever, whatever, whatever? Yeah, so no other questions. We're about, what, 45 minutes or so. All right, uh, yeah, so last day of September, October is going to be more turbulent, and there will be a rocky road, ashore on top of all the geopolitical things you mentioned. So anyway, let's, leave, let's end with some, on a good note. Let's end on some good news, Mario. We'll put you on the spot again. Well, good news is my birthday on Monday, and, uh, uh -oh. <laughs> and I, we're going away for a week, my wife yeah. and I, on Tuesday, so... That's the good note. Uh, yeah, you, you need to try to uh, keep living, not let it scare you as well. Mm -hmm. All right, 100%, man. Well, happy early birthday, my friend. <laughs> Enjoy your week coming up. And uh, yeah, just uh, so yeah, weather's changing here, so it's not as comfortable outside. So got to uh, get involved with some other hobbies. So I'm, my wife, or not my wife, but my brother wants to do some tennis. Indoor tennis? Yeah, I'm going to get out there and swing and see what happens. But um, <laughs> anyway, but yeah, stay prayed up, man. Continue to enjoy the moment, man. Just be grateful. There's so many other blessings that we all have. Once you just take once you take account of them, you'll be amazed at how, how good mm. God has been to all of us, man. But all right, people. Well, enjoy the rest of your day, the weekend, and we'll see you week after probably. But be blessed, be safe, and uh, enjoy your weekend. Peace. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>